on this episode of Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. To celebrate the 20th anniversary of Enema of the State, Mike and I dive deep into the making of, sounds, and influence of probably the most important album of the 20th century. Well, at least to us. Also, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, the response to our returning episode last week uh, was really cool and amazing, so thank you so much all for listening. And uh, if you haven't already, give us a review on iTunes, why don't you? Uh, <laughs> um, that five stars, if you'd be so kind. But uh, anyway, hope you enjoy part one of our Enema of the State 20-year retrospective, and uh, stay tuned for part two. But don't forget to take your pants off. <laughs> Take off your pants and podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm right. And we have a celebration today. Uh, something yeah. has turned 20 years old. Can you believe it? It's crazy. I can't imagine. Like, uh, I mean, we're doing this like about, like what, like three weeks out or something from that? Yeah, it's birthday. June, June 1st is the birthday. Um, of course, uh, we're talking about uh, probably, you know, one of the most important albums of the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> I I might even and say... 21st. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, know. yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, might, I might even say, you know, one of the most important works of art in the... T- you know, you got <laughs> Picasso's Guernica, mm-hmm. Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. Enema of the State. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here to talk about, Enema <laughs> of the State. <laughs> um, yeah. We, uh, back in the day, we would do... Um, like a couple, like we were like planning on like going through each album kind of thing. And so this is not a, no better time than now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were last week, we, we saw that Blink had, we were talking about how Blink had played it and thought we had missed the anniversary. But after we looked it up, it's June 1st. We're right on time. Yeah. 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 Um, we're just like, can't believe it. It was after we done, we were done recording. I think we were like, oh shit, it hasn't passed quite. Yeah. Long. And this is a big one. Uh, this is, you know, when we were doing these album retrospectives, I think we kind of did ourselves some favors by touching on some less important ones. I think we even did like a Green Day stuff. Yeah, we did like went through. It was like a th- like a, uh, a three a part. trilogy. Yeah, three part. I like those. I like those episodes. Yeah, I like these retrospective al- uh, episodes. They're a little I different. Think what we've done so far is Dude Ranch, and that was for the twentieth anniversary of that. Yeah, we did. Uh, we don't need to whisper. I think. And then uh, neighborhoods. I think we did as well, like leading up to the yeah. California. Uh, I guess Dude Ranch was a pretty big one, but this is like, <laughs> this is the the one. I mean, yeah. this is. This is where everyone got on board. Uh, it, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, this is the album that that you probably heard. If you if you're listening to this, there's probably a good chance you heard Bling Me Two first from one of these songs, mm-hmm. or like an older brother, older sister showed you this album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is the first. You know, the the first album I bought by Blink was Cheshire Cat, just because uh, at the time I like cats. It's not a, not a <laughs> cool thing or anything like that but it was after enema the state had come out mm-hmm. um my first song i ever heard was aliens exist yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. cousin had it mm-hmm. um and then all the small things and yeah it was just came over from there um mine was basically um what would you say it was like i don't i don't know if i ever bought this album physically as a cd you know like I don't know if I ever had like the real version of it. Really? I, I only had burned copies of it. I'm pretty damn sure. So it showed me some some fan. Wow. But uh 
yeah, it was one of those that got passed around. You know, people like just like it was probably like seventh or eighth, I think probably seventh grade. So it would have been for me that would have been like t- year two. 2000. 2000. Yeah, so it was like the year after. It was like right afterwards. Well, yeah, and so, and I think this was still uh it was still the album cycle within the year 2000. Yeah. It was a summer album, of course. Yeah, and I think before yeah, before that I had um just songs that were on from uh like Napster mixes. Yeah. Basically. Is well, we were we were going to talk about the the first time we heard the album. Why don't we just get into that now? So well, yeah. so what were these Napster mixes that you were <laughs> Well, I had um, uh, I used to call them Ryan Radio, where the the Napster mixes, you know, just for you download it off of uh, you know, if you didn't know back then, you know, everyone knows, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I had uh, you know, probably all the small things. What's my age again on these? Um, one of the songs I remember that stuck out with me the most, and I've talked about this probably on the show before, was Party Song. And I remember that one was just like, for some reason, capture my imagination. You never heard anything like it before. Yeah. And I was just like, what is that? And just like how fast the verses were and then how catchy this chorus was. And um, that was almost like my introduction to like this type of music in a way. It was yeah. just like, I like this. And going back into re-listening, the party song is almost like uh, theatrical. The yeah. Way it's kind of like... <laughs> well, before that, I was probably just like, yeah, into, you know, the Space Jam and, and Men in Black soundtrack were just like, you know, what you listen to was like soundtrack songs. Yeah. And... Uh, that, that was your genre with soundtrack music? <laughs> I would say so, yeah. Not even necessarily like scores, but, uh, you know, out songs that were on movies before, you know, Blink-182. And I mean, th- there was definitely... I had... I had stuff like, I remember having Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC when I was a kid. Or yeah. I had uh, Ace of Bases album when I was a kid. Wow. Or, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I must have been into female pop or something. Yeah. But... You were, were you hitting the clubs? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, those are, like, the first albums. And then um, I'm trying to think of what else I kind of had. that. But I remember having the Space Jam soundtrack and Men in Black soundtrack were always repeated uh, things. And then, like, Blink was probably one of the first... Like probably Offspring was one that was around that time. Mm. Like, what year did um is it Americana or Mara? I think that was ninety seven. Okay, yeah. So that was probably another one that I kind of had early on. That was, but it wasn't. Um, I think just friends had it. I had like burned copies of it, kind of yeah. thing. But it wasn't until like seventh grade when you started like, oh, these kids are cool and they skateboard and stuff and <laughs> listen to cool music. Like, so if you didn't have Enema of the State, was um, but were the songs on this like your kind of introduction to Blink? I would say so, yeah. And then, um, what the biggest probably that the, I know the first album that I had that was uh, actually like I bought from the store. Yeah, made my mom buy it for me. Whatever was uh, Mark Tom and Travis show. So that would have oh, been wow. like the year after, right? Yeah. And uh, that was the one I listened to probably the most before actually having. Other than um, I think I had a burned copy of Enemy of the State, but almost thinking that the song sounded slow. I was so like Mark Tom and Travis show was so ingrained in my head yeah, kind of thing as the default. And then, yeah, it kind of worked your way back from there and, you know, and you kind of, um, but within that whole, that whole probably two year period of like, uh, you know, end of 99, 2000, 2001, just ingraining all blink from there was yeah. just like the start. But, uh, yeah, that had to be it. Like it was just people I knew that had, it had older brothers. I was the oldest brother, so I didn't have an older brother to like give me the thing. So, yeah. 
but that was kind of probably the first time. And I'm trying to think of, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember being on a, on a bus to junior high school, listening to End of the Day after someone burned me in and thinking it was slow, like thinking that the songs were like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> compared to the Mark Tum and Snooze Travis show. Fast. Yeah. Right. But no, it's, it's definitely become, and I, even in retrospect has become like, wow, this is like a really good album, especially for this genre and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, you said since you got Cheshire, because you know you're a cool hip kid. <laughs> yeah, I was really. So cool. when did you eventually get uh, this? So I got Enema. Like I said, the the song, the first song I heard. I mean, it was probably all the small things, but the first song I heard that like registered to me is, oh, this is cool. I want to listen to this. Was my cousin showing me Aliens Exist? Oh, okay. Um, and he's he's from San Diego. It's my, I was born in San Diego and have some family there. So I he kind of showed it to me as like, hey, there's this like San Diego band that's like. <laughs> big now um so i remember the, the first album i got was cheshire cat because i came back from that trip and i was like oh i like blink i should and buy we're at like a sam goody or something and no amazon oh amazon it was, <laughs> yeah it was like one of my first it might have it was probably my first amazon purchase That's so weird. And, and i remember at the time i was like you know that that, that was when amazon was just because they started as just books. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. like, music from Amazon? Um, <laughs> yeah. Different time. Uh, so when Cheshire came, I liked it, but I was also kind of like, well, this isn't really what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting Enema at the State, you know? Somebody so, uh, emailed us, uh, sent me a similar email. I'll yeah. read, it, read it later in, in the show, but uh, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> well, yeah. So I and, and in retrospect, too, I think one of the big reasons I got that is, you know, I'm at this time, like a sixth grader. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at just Blink album covers, like which is going to be the easy sell to my parents? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I had like just showed them like, hey, there's this new band I heard of. Can I buy this, mom? <laughs> the, like Enema of the State. Even Dude Ranch is a little weird. The Cheshire Cat's like, it's just a cat. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> there's not parental advisory on it. There's nothing oh, weird. Yeah. Um, so eventually though, uh, like not too much longer, um, I did get Enema of the State. And I really vividly remember getting it and listening to it for the first time. Um, so I went with my my dad. We mm-hmm. were at Barnes & Noble. And we each got two CDs. I got Enema of the State. And he picked up, uh, for the first time on CD, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club oh, wow. by the Beatles. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was just kind of uh, buying some old stuff mm-hmm. and CDs. And... He wanted to try it out in, uh, it, so this would have been 2000. Yeah. And my dad had just bought a brand new uh, 2001 uh, Toyota Camry. Which <laughs> had is, a CD player? Which is that. Oh, that, that car right yeah, out there? Yeah, that car right there. <laughs> um, We're looking out the window and yeah, you can see it. Uh, yeah, it's wow. now, now passed down the generations. Um, <laughs> but but that, that was it was brand new at the time, and he, had, he was really excited because he had... Um, it's funny the way you point her over your shoulder. <laughs> Just trying to paint a picture for the <laughs> for the listener. He had upgraded, like got some upgrade planned. Basically, like it had a nice sound system. You yeah, know? nothing crazy, but Exhibit <laughs> didn't do it. But um, and so he he was really excited about Sergeant Pepper. He's, he's a huge Beatles fan. It's a favorite band, and uh, I wasn't like too familiar with them. Yeah, it takes a minute. Yeah, um, so he's like you know, come on, son, like, I'm going to give you an experience. Like, we're going to put on Sgt. Pepper and, like, just kind of drive around the neighborhood and listen to it. Did it, did it seem like, because um, those uh, those first uh, CD releases of the Beatles stuff um, was, like, the stereo mixes. 
So yeah. like everything's like in like weird channels. Was that something that he was aware of back then? Like, uh, or not? Really? I don't think that was the case with Sergeant Pepper. No, uh, was it? Okay, it was the pre. Oh, before that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> by Sergeant Pepper, I think they had figured it out. Um, <laughs> cause I just remember like those, those, uh, having those versions, like the right channel would be the audio and the yeah, left yeah. channel would be or like the, the vocals or something like that. That was, that was for the albums where they never did a stereo mix, mm. but they had done a stereo mix yeah, 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 when yeah. they mixed Sergeant Pepper. But this isn't a Beatles podcast. Yeah, well, the point of this story is, <laughs> uh, you know, I love the Beatles. I love Sergeant Pepper, but, this but at the, the time, punk dad, I was, yeah, I, w- I was like sitting there just like. This is so boring. Oh I, <laughs> like I want to listen to Blink One. I just got into my state. Like I want to hear these fast music. And I remember like just like sitting, like staring at the end of the state CD, like leafing through it and just hearing, you know, like fixing a hole where the rain. Like, this is so dumb. <laughs> fixing a hole where the rain. Like I want to listen to what is Dumpweed. I don't know what that song is. Um, so I, I, and I went back and I listened to, went to my room and just put on my headphones and my CD player and just listened to the estate and was thinking like, this is so much better than the Beatles. Yeah. My dad doesn't understand music. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Sergeant Pepper is good. I was wrong, but, yeah. but it is, it, it, I guess what I'm saying is I, I loved it immediately mm-hmm. and I was like really excited to listen to it. I think that, um, there was nothing, even hearing Blink, there there was just nothing that I had ever heard. And I, I, I think there might not really be anything else that just sounded like that. Yeah. It sounded quite like it. Yeah. It was so saccharine. Did your, did, like, uh, so you did listen to it with your dad, though, at that time? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay, no. I was going to say, because I'm wondering, like, how he would respond. And I've told the story before of, like, of, like, JoJo prancing around our rv singing like it'll be nice to have a blow job when he's like a little kid and my parents wondering like what the hell is you guys listening to yeah you know i wonder if it was something like that but well there wasn't anything that uh i guess there isn't really on anima the state there is but there's nothing really like out like uh completely out there yeah 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 <laughs> that you uh, have to like like easily to hear there's no you know? joke songs yeah on it or really um so yeah that that was my experience with anima state i've loved it ever since yeah it's it's even grown like like more for me yeah it's definitely something that i've learned to because there were some some of the thoughts i had on it where you know yeah it's like the poppy one for a little bit. yeah when you're like in high school or something like that but now i've kind of like come around and learned to appreciate just the like um, there was that uh recent um was it hard times which is like the onion for like music and they had that whole thing like if your friend likes the popular uh your true friend likes only the popular band what was the damn do you remember what i said it was it was for jimmy world in the middle it was kind of a it joke was something like article. like true fan has audacity to like uh most band's popular song, song yeah. most popular song yeah <laughs> um but we'll, yeah we'll get into that with all the small it, things uh yeah a bit. um but yeah uh should we should we talk a little bit about the kind of where the band was at when they yeah. when they did this one yeah like because it's uh it's it's crazy so 1990, I want to start this in 1998, before the album's out. Just kind of set the scene for where Blink is. <laughs> Blink is. Yeah. Um, they started in 92, 93, have been chugging along for a while now, about five years. Um, this is kind of where I feel like most of the bands, the life cycle of a band is kind of the make or break it moment. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't really catch by this point, they usually kind of go on and do something else. Yeah. Um, they're all, you know, they're all in their early 20s, like 20, 23. Um, Mark is like 24, 25. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they've done Cheshire Cat, which was, you know, they did an album. Um, that didn't really catch, you know, much. Um, you know, probably in small circles. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it wasn't a failure. But, yeah. Um, and then Dude Ranch comes out and is kind of a sleeper. You know, there, there's Damn It, which, which gets like, that, that, that kind of gets them this album mm-hmm. and gets them the budget uh, for this album. But because of the success of Damn It, they were doing this like relentless tour cycle and they were just constantly on the road. Um, and there were a lot of tensions with Scott. S- some of it, it sounds like drinking, but it also sounds like he just was distant from the rest of the band. I, I think there might have been some just basic personality clashes going on. Yeah, probably um, he was younger, right? And yeah. uh, he um, there was always things regarding, I think we talked about this on like Dude Ranch or something, or maybe Shesh, one of them we had talked about how he was like parents and moved away and he was moving back and forth or something between like Vegas yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and then maybe he was just not ready to be like, a big band or something or devote his entire life to like yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but in any case, um, they get Travis for, um, to fill in, uh, some, someone when Scott's not able to play and he does great, the band clicks. Scott actually came back after that. Oh, um, did he? Yeah. That it wasn't like Travis played and that was the end of it. Um, <laughs> but it was all history, but Scott, Scott came back and they still did some shows. Um, there was like a snowboarding tour up in, you know, where they snowboard, I guess. And up in uh, snowboarding country. And there's probably like, I don't know, Big Bear or something. Or well, Tahoe I know that the, the culmination Aspen or something like that. This all ended with like a fight in Nebraska that I was reading Nebraska. about. I couldn't find like many details other than there was a fight within the band after a tour date in Nebraska. Wow. And after that, it sounds like, well, then they, they went. That, that was pretty much it. They gave Scott like this ultimatum of like, hey, go to rehab or you're out. He goes to rehab and they still are like, no, you're out. Wow. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But Scott uh, doesn't really have it. He's like said multiple times he doesn't have hard feelings about it. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming whatever happened, it probably made sense to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, now Travis is on. Mm-hmm. Travis is on board. <laughs> Which um, he was the... You know, famously an Aquabats guy. Yeah, and there like and there was a good quote I pulled. I, I forget the name of the guy, but when the Aquabats, like one of the members, saw um, Dr- Travis play with Blink, mm-hmm. he there he was quoted as like, "I was like, damn, we need to get." I was like, right then and there, I knew we need to get a new drummer. <laughs> this is like perfect. This is too yeah. Like he was meant to be the this planets aligned. Drummer. You know, yeah. Um, and so it kind of sets the stage for now Blink. Uh, you know, sort of in tatters, shaken on this hot off the heels of this exhausting schedule. Yeah, and, and moderate success with the and moderate range. success. Yeah, and that now it's it's sort of this is the make it or break it for, mm-hmm. for them. They're getting handed a lot of money, but with that is kind of a lot of responsibility to deliver something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Travis comes, but he's uh, when they start recording, he's just a hired musician. Mm-hmm. So the three of them kind of hole up and. Write most of the album. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, Travis doesn't get any writing credits uh, because he, at the time he was just a hired musician. But by all accounts, it was the three of them in there and they were all. Does he have no writing credits on any of the songs? Uh, no. That's I don't, crazy. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's like all songs written by Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLong. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, but but I, and I think going forward, it would say by Blink One Eighty Two or something. But he was definitely more involved in the songwriting process than I was aware of. Yeah. There we were. I was saying uh, something preparing for this. I went back and listened to those uh, ninety eight um, demos that they're yeah, on. Yeah. So this is this is when they do those those demos. And I remember when I was like a kid. I think I had that on like an iPod or something. Oh yeah. And uh, thinking that oh this is all. Um, this is probably all Scott before Travis came in, but oh. it's all Travis, except yeah. except there's a Mutt demo. the only song that they they had written and recorded for uh, like a skate video or something like that and they the first version they had it produced by mark trombino who did dude ranch and yeah. then scott scott's on it yeah um yeah and then but all the songs like you, you can tell it's travis yeah and stuff he definitely brings like i mean maybe hip-hop is the the easiest way to say it but there's something that he brings that's kind of there's a little bit of an extra energy to it yeah and a little more dynamic mm-hmm. um you know scott was a very straight ahead punk drummer and travis is like kind of more all over the place definitely more interested in trying beats and trying different beats out. yeah there's this like weird look like not, i don't want to say show-offy moments but there's like Create even listening to those demos, like some really interesting, like hi hat and stuff going on, and yeah, like stuff that wasn't happening before. Yeah, definitely, and it, and it kind of gives the songs like a, a bounciness in a way, I think is a good way to put it. Um, like thinking of things like the outro to dumpweed is is one of the first things where you're kind of as you're listening to enema of the state when you get to that part it's it's, blink is starting to sound different than they ever Mm. had really Mm -hmm. um or things like uh dysentery gary like that yeah yeah, a lot of that song yeah there there's some um something i mean just going back to those demos uh because it'd been a long time since i listened to it i realized that within um anthem the demo for anthem in uh like kind of like the in-between verses there's almost like the melody to mutt happening within that you have to go back and listen to it yeah. but it's like uh i forget what the melody is but it's almost like the um um kind of the intro to mutt sort of thing is yeah. within that song so it's almost like they were trying to like bring that into the anthem and then it got changed yeah so yeah the the demos are interesting if you've never heard them a lot uh, of them are pretty much the songs like yeah the it, it's not all the songs on the album and there there's some big uh omissions all the small things is not oh yeah, yeah yeah um i don't think adam's song is on there um but yeah. but but it's you definitely hear that that the general sound of what the album is going to be is there and and that's the one that they kind of went into this and since they had such a big budget uh tom especially like that's when he really wanted to do the idea of a like a clean sounding punk album Mm. that was like nursery rhymes on steroids. Yeah. 
he want he was really big on like wanting everything to sound really uh nice. Yeah. And to do that, they tapped Jerry Finn. Jerry Finn. Uh the the unofficial fourth member of mm-hmm. Blink 182. Yeah. Uh this is his start with the band and he would do this album uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, the Boxcar Racer album, mm-hmm. uh, the Plus 44 album, I think he... I don't know if he did, but... He was involved in some way. Yeah, he yeah, might yeah. not have full-on produced it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the, the self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um, he, at this time, it's kind of an interesting point in Jerry Finn's <laughs> life, too, because it's almost kind of the same... He's at the same place Blink is, in, in, a, in a way. He had The biggest thing he had done at this point is he had mixed Dookie. Mm. the breakout green day album yeah yeah, yeah. you know mixing is a much different job than producing but Mm -hmm. uh off the success of that he had i was because i was trying to see what did he produce before in the mistake it looks like the two big albums he produced are um a pennywise album Mm. i forget the name of and then um outcome the wolves by rancid oh geez okay uh, which is uh it's my favorite rancid album Mm. and it's definitely when, once I heard that and you go back and listen to it, you can kind of hear um, it's rants. It's very different than blink, but it's it, the sounds are there. What do you think that they were tapping into with like, cause this is definitely, uh, you know, if you were sticking with like, say the pop punk genre with what they were thinking, like, all right, let's make a clean sounding punk album. Like why, do you think at that time, like that was like what they wanted to do? Like, did they think like they were like, this is going to be huge or like, what do you, I don't try to figure out like how to, how to put this into I, words. I, but I think I could see that. At, like why, why then? Like why wasn't it something earlier? Like why wasn't well, it like during like the, the first uh, wave of like skate punk and like with like Dookie and cause Dookie's like, it, it's like a poppy punk album, but it's still right. rough sounding and stuff. I, I like, think that there is a little bit more of, they were, it, it's kind of like um, when you're make, like making like whiskey or something and you're like, distill, like distilling it multiple times or something. <laughs> so you have like punk that comes out like uh, pop punk in the beginning is like the Ramones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have a band like Green Day that's like, let's make like a little poppier version of that or a little more sweet, uh, silky sweet version of that. And then you have another wave that's that's like not necessarily looking all the way back, but looking back at like in Blink's case, like the descendants and uh, screeching weasel and stuff. And like, let's do our kind of popular version of that. So I think it's just further, you know, it, rather than trying to make a popular version of like X or like uh, the sex pistols, I'm, it's screeching weasel. I'm wondering if like the offspring, like the Americana album, that was a pretty big album and has sort of, I don't, it's kind of close in a way, not vocally, you know, that's still a little bit rough around the edges of like yelling and stuff yeah. like that. But I guess produced wise, like then that was a, I remember that being so huge. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever, um, pretty fly for a white guy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and it had like a, there's a humor to it as well. So I'm wondering if like that was maybe the, I can't think of another album that was that big, like yeah. around that same time or like before at least. Yeah. I mean, I think in Blink's case, they, you know, they talked about when they did Cheshire that they just didn't have time or money to spend like getting stuff to sound the way they wanted. Tom was like, I just turned everything all the way up on mm-hmm. my amp. And I think there was a, a bit of from there to where they were when they started Enema with all this money um, and a little bit of time, they just wanted things to sound really good. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they were kind of like started from the bottom now we're here kind of thing with 
Um, like, let's just make this sound as good as we can. And Jerry Finn was, was kind of a part of that. They, they said when he like showed up, he brought all this stuff with him, like amps and, um, you know, different types of microphones that he was really excited to use. Cause, mm-hmm. so, and I think for Jerry Finn, there was a little bit of like, I, I, I assume this is the, by far the most money he ever had as a producer to produce an album. So yeah. I think there was a lot of him We're trying wanting to prove, to prove, prove himself. himself. Yeah. yeah. In the same way that Blink is. So I think you have this like meeting of like two, uh, you know, one band is trying to prove themselves in sort of this evolution of this kind like, of breaks breakthrough. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And Jerry Finn's kind of trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And they probably, yeah, they're probably just the same thing. Like why can't, why does it need to, you know, why does the punk need to sound rough around the edges? And why isn't like, why can't we try to make something that's like, you know, just as clean and big as possible? Yeah. I think, I think like as some of the goal of this album seems like it was just making like ear candy, just making things that sounded pleasing. Mm -hmm. Like the drums just sound nice. The guitars sound really good. The bass is nice and beefy. Tom's voice, like the production on Tom's voice in this album it's is so almost strange. Like, yeah, it, there's nothing like, like nothing it. sounds like it's that. not human, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's pretty different than Tom's voice was actually, but it's not that far off. Yeah, but I'm wondering, demos, do you think it's just layers or what is the deal with? I think like, it's a lot of compression. I think there's probably some, but it's not pitch. like like Marks doesn't really have that. No. It's just like Tom. No, I think I think Jerry Finn was like let's let's make Tom's voice into like a, a thing. And it, 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 is, it is like, yeah. I, I, I kind of love what they did with it. Um, it's, it's something like Tom's voice always sounds like pleasing. And, and but it's so weird though. Cause some people are so think it's nails on a chalkboard. Like I had friends growing up that were just like, couldn't on stand Anima it. the state. Yeah. Just couldn't, can't stand Tom the long at that, that, at that time. And we're just I, like, how do you listen to this? Like he sounds like a fucking loud, whatever it is. And, uh, I, I remember that for like feeling this, there was someone like, I got it, we grab right now. <laughs> um, but for Enemy of the State, it was just like, what the fuck? Like, it's, well, I don't, I don't know. know. I guess it's like being me listening to it when I was, by the time I got to high school or something, and people yeah. were just like, oh, I can't get in the, and maybe they were like, oh, I hate these emails. want to hear a big, stuff. strong man sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is funny. Yeah, his voice is so, yeah, it's alien for sure. And I can imagine. Like, I just, I'm trying to think of, like, say that were to come out today, or, like, and it was huge, like, how, like, I can't, there's nothing else like that today, or or then, no. or nothing, it's nuts, like, it, I can imagine just, like, it, it kind of turned everything upside down. Yeah, um, and it did, so, so they recorded the album, uh, pretty quickly, um, they ended up going back to do, uh, add a few songs. Uh, All the small things was a later edition that was intentionally like a, let's make a just single. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom wanted to do like a basically a song about his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nod to the Ramones with the like na na nas. Yeah. Um, What's my age again? Wasn't a late edition, but it was. Um, it sounds like it started out as more s- uh, specifically like a joke song um, mm. that they kind of like changed a little bit to make more serious yeah yeah, yeah. not that it's that serious but um make it into a real song Mm -hmm. um travis one thing i thought was interesting uh do you know how long it took travis to record the drums for this album probably as long as the (laughs) runtime eight hours he he did it in one session in eight hours yeah um i mean that's just recording the drums he was obviously involved for a lot more of 
of just recording the drums, but, but yeah, he, he banged it out. And it sounds like the uh, vast majority of the time recording time was Mark and Tom just redoing vocals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you know, they're, they're fine singers, but yeah, they can carry a tune. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Jerry Finn was probably, you know, he was looking for perfection. Mm -hmm. Um, and this album is released in it. It pretty much instantly does well. That's they so they nice. sort of have this like upswing where you have "Damn It" and then "What's My Age Again" comes and it just shatters everything "Damn It" had done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all the small things comes out, and that pretty much forever I think changes. <laughs> yeah, changes. How the game. weird is that? All the small things was, and I think a lot to do with the videos too is a big thing. Yeah, I remember. I mean, that was a time when videos were more important. And they, Probably the most important that was that time, like in that in that yeah. little ten year gap from yeah. like ninety five to two thousand five, like not even two thousand, yeah, two thousand, yeah, it's probably, well, like probably like ninety to two thousand is yeah. probably the the golden age. But even like I would say the a little bit the first you know a few years of the of two thousand, yeah. probably, yeah, yeah, um, that, yeah, yeah. You got some like Destiny Child and In Sync in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so he, uh, like, I, I don't know. It's crazy. Like the the what all the small things became. It's still their biggest hit, like their biggest charting hit. I was at a friend's house uh, recently, and um, she actually pulled out an old, like, uh, karaoke machine, but only had, like, one collection of karaoke songs of, like, 100 rock songs, karaoke, whatever, and all the small things is on that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So it's just... <laughs> It's in the rock canon now. <laughs> Speaking of that, they they're up. And this is news we kind of probably kind of glossed over, but they might be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next year. They're like on this. They're like number two right now in the in the oh my in God. the voting. I guess number two. I think you have to actually be there to vote, like at the place. Yeah. But I think it's like Motley Crue is like ahead of them as being inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Huh. I mean, Motley Crue kind of blows. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. What's a famous Motley Crue song? Dr. Feelgood. How's that go? I forget. Here's the one that called Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't they also do like, girls, girls, girls? Was that them? I think so. <laughs> I don't know if that's them. No. <laughs> that... <laughs> girls, girls, girls. Yeah. That, who who else that. is that if that's not Motley Crue? Yeah, it is Motley Crue. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good song. I'm just kidding. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. But yeah, it is it is in the canon of... Uh, how weird is that? That that goofy song, yeah. is like uh, is now like gonna be played on like classic rock radio our whole lives kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I pulled up um, because it was their ch- highest charting single, the only single they've ever had that is cracked over to the top forty, um, and it it placed uh, number eighteen. It oh, was wow. eighteen in the top forty. That's the highest one in the yeah ever. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't like the modern, like the rock charts and stuff have got like, yeah, they, one, but not yeah, like the, they've where they crossed over to the, all the top. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I thought it would have been, I miss you actually. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. I think so too, but yeah, you're probably right. It must've been. So it was number 18. Um, and this is, I think it was in 2000 this, this month. Um, yeah, it was, uh, February of 2000. Mm. Um, so you get listening to it in 2000, you weren't jumping on late. <laughs> Um, it's one of honestly, like, I mean, there's some bangers on this, uh, but it's probably one of the, like one of the few songs that's here that like you would still recognize. Mm. Um, you want to guess what number one? Oh yeah. You were talking, telling me this before you wanted to do, uh, 
before we started and if I could guess, but I, I actually I was thinking about it. I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Like what other what other you're stuff never, is going I'll on? tell you, you're never gonna get it in a no? million years. But but take a, take I, a guess. I bet you could get one of the I, I bet you All could right, get two 99. of the top three. No, it's two thousand. Oh, two thousand. Okay. It's uh, February two thousand. And these are just top 40 songs. Um, is there like, I don't know, like, is there like a Britney Spears up there or something like that? I'm not seeing any. No, there there is not Britney Spears. Any Backstreet Boys? Yes. Number five, I want show me the meaning of being lonely. Backstreet Boys. Okay. <laughs> um, ben and a little ding there. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me think. Um, think okay. So Britney Spears, give me, give me like a cl- some clues. Yeah, like, this th- is a, so Britney Spears. Wh- who you're on the right track there? Maybe a bottle. Uh, no, uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, may, yeah. What's another hit she did? Maybe not Genie with a bottle. Genie in a bottle. Genie uh, in a bottle. God, what the hell is other hits other than like? I don't know. What's what a girl wants. What a girl number, wants. Yeah, <laughs> shit. That's number two. Okay. Um, number three. I. I Number three is pretty good. Right, I need to give me some hints. Um, this is a, a kind of odd song. Another person like Blink who like, why the hell is this guy having a top 40 song? Definitely like his All the Small Things, his most, by far most popular song. Um, not very well regarded now, I don't think. <laughs> Someone who's been around since like the 60s and 70s playing music. Oh my God. Uh, this was like this massive hit that was out of nowhere. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um, <laughs> is it like Bon Jovi? <laughs> That's a good one. A good guess. What? Because didn't they have that song like It's My Life? It's My Life? Or, no. That was later though. Uh, you're not, think older than that. I mean, even that's, older. Yeah, that's not 60. Um, God, I fucking have no idea. Okay, here's last hint. He doesn't sing, this guy, uh, but he had has guest singers. And this this guest singer was from a band that was pretty hot at the time. Oh my god! When I tell it to you, you're gonna like. I don't know. I've fucking oh smooth. wait, Santana, <laughs> Matchbox Twenty and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Smooth. Santana featuring I, Rob Thomas. I, like right before you said it, I knew it. Like it like, popped in my head. <laughs> smooth. I was like, why did I think of that? Sant- when you said guest singers and stuff. Yeah. It's X sixty. I should have known that. That was a weird. I can't believe that. Like, I know that weird thing. Burn. I got that. I can do the whole thing. It's the same as the emotion that I'll get from you. Um, All right. What's number one? I don't even. I have no idea what the song is. Okay. I knew I loved you by Savage Garden. No, I love Savage Garden. Yeah. I don't even know. I know, like, I've heard the name Savage Garden. I, for the life of me, I don't know. Are they like a boy band? Are they like a rock band? They're a rock band. <laughs> yeah. This, you know, you know this Sounds song. like Muzak. Yeah, it's not a rock band. It's like a pop band. I don't think I know the song. When you get to the chorus. I don't think this song... There's even the fucking Spotify like video. Oh wow! You know the song? I don't think I've ever this heard this. This is on like now one or now two or something like that. <laughs> well, uh, sorry, first time I heard it. Uh, Divergence. <laughs> so so yeah, we got we got some bangers going on the list. Is bye 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 by Insync number eight, number nine, Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die. Oh, I should have guessed that. Eiffel sixty five, Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Oh, I this, these are all. This is huge. This is I huge. Know, huge, songs. right? <laughs> 
Number 13, <laughs> Breathe by Faith Hill. 14, Then the Morning Comes by Smash Mouth. What the fuck is Thank that? Thank God I Found You by Mariah. Wait, th- what the fuck is that? Wait, I, Then the Smash Morning Mouth. Comes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's all I know from the song. <laughs> they had more than two songs other than Walk on the Sun and All Star. All Star? Yeah, this is the third one. <laughs> they had three. Um, Take a Picture by Filter, number 16. I wouldn't have expected that song. What is that? Again. Do you want to take my oh, picture? Because <laughs> I won't remember. I wouldn't have expected that song to be so high. Wow. Um, Never Let You Go by Third Eye Blind. Okay. And then here at 18, All the Small Things <laughs> by Blink-182. I just can't. Well, Three points over number 21, The Thong Song oh by Cisco. <laughs> Dang, this is a hot, hot week. Forgot About Dre, number 30. Oh, damn. Learn to fly, number thirty-four. The Foo Fighters. Damn, this is some, this is a good. This week. stuff. This is all stuff that's still around. That you're hearing at nineties night at a, you know, and um. <laughs> this is basically a playlist. Nineties night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Wow, what a what a fucking month that is. Yeah. Billboard. Like a, I feel like we just opened up a time capsule. I know. Um. <laughs> People are yelling like, you don't know, it's fucking Santana. <laughs> So so yeah, I mean this this song the, like this song and the album kind of forever changes the chorus of of Blink and it's crazy to think of they were just coming off of um, like we were saying earlier this really intense tour schedule and they I, I see now the seeds of of why this was not going to last forever mm. because they're they're coming off of this massive tour a lot of infighting. Um, and then just right away back in the studio. And now it's like, well, let's do now that again. It's never going to change. You know? And now it's like that times 10. And, and from here, it, it, it's, it's crazy to think about how fast Blink acted after this. The 99 was Enema State. 2000, they put out the live album. Mm-hmm. They're just touring the whole time. Then two years later, they come out with Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Then there's the Boxcar Racer album the next year. And then the year after that is their self-titled. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the time span there is this is really crazy. It's just bam, bam, bam. I mean, no one does that now. I mean, yeah, they would have from when they did California to now. It's basically that same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they were just working like crazy, mm-hmm. uh, and and you kind of see like uh, it makes a little more sense why they ended eventually just kind of petered out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can imagine. Yeah, it just they would be. Basically, so intense. they had at that from from when they started, 1993 to 2003, 10 years of, of pretty much nonstop. Just a constant rise, too, of just nuts. Just go, things. And yeah. Bigger and bigger shows and TV appearances, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So. Um, but, it, you know, they did it. They, they, there was a good quote from Tom uh, that I saw that was like, around this time where he was like, you know, every band, of course, like when you start it, you want to be big, but like, this is, uh, something we never even like thought mm-hmm. would happen. And it makes sense. I mean, think of like, especially for like what they were making. Right. Know, I, guess. I mean, they were like, they're making like descendants music. <laughs> and now all of a sudden they're up there with like above destiny's child. <laughs> uh, yeah. actually they might've been below destiny's child, yeah. but they were above yeah. the thong song. Yeah. yeah, by yeah Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's crazy, crazy. It, it's it's like it, it's weird just seeing like all the small things. Blink one eighty two, and I'm sure that was how bizarre. high did like what's my age again get on there? 
It chart. didn't go to the top 40. Oh, okay. So All the Small Things was their only song ever to, mm. to go into the top 40. Wow. I think What's Major Again, I mean, it did amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might have gone pretty high or maybe to the top of mm-hmm. um, the, the rock charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was interesting, I saw too, the, the album, Enema of the State, it did really well. But its highest chart position um, was in Australia. It went to number three. Mm. Uh, or maybe it was number nine. It was close. It was somewhere somewhere really high, but Australia was definitely the uh, interesting. They they have a good relationship with Australia, and they did the the big day out yeah. in two thousand, which is like the craziest you know, show. Look, like yeah, they need to play that like at the it's Smithsonian. Like, it's like yeah, it's like they're playing. Uh, what the hell's the thing Queen did the oh, Live Aid? It's like Live Aid. Yeah, it's for their Blake. Live Aid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so should should we? That's pulled, when they make the blink, um, you know, biopic. The, oh, like the, the yeah. shitty biopic that'll be the <laughs> the, the recreation. They, they get have. Uh, Rami Malek to play Tom. Okay. <laughs> Prosthetic. Have we bangs. talked about that? Like who would play uh, Blink and or what time period it should be in? No. What do you think about Adam Scott for Travis? Adam Scott. <laughs> I mean, that's weird. That's an inspired choice. <laughs> that's my first thought. <laughs> well. Like, uh, there's another pod, uh, the Weezer podcast I listen to, um, what's with these homies talking about Weezer. He always kind of brings up like the inevitable Rivers Como biopic or whatever. Oh yeah. Inevitable. And inevitable. What I say? <laughs> oh no. I just <laughs> okay, like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure and that's going to happen. And, um, he was saying like, you know, it, he wants to see the, the biopic he wants to see is during like the, the shitty Weezer albums. And like Hurley Raditz. Yeah, like what's the the dynamic going on then, and not like the you know, and like picking a specific time, you know, yeah, of, of something happening. But uh, I'm I want to see him like in the years in the late '90s where they didn't do anything. Yeah, and he was like in the <laughs> black apartment with his walls. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He like thinks like having like, focusing on the, like a segment of time like yeah. that would be the way to go. For Blink, it would probably be, um, you know, would it be kind of like the untitled era kind of thing i think th- i think what a cool think? way to do it is you 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 set it in the untitled era kind of like the but with flashbacks ha- flashbacks to like the rise you know <laughs> okay I, I like that uh maybe like that after the breakup with flashbacks or something like yeah the first breakup uh, well the first scene first scene of the movie is uh like scott leaving yeah, yeah like yeah. that's how you start mm. the start the thing and it's like you know shitty apartment in nebraska or whatever <laughs> apparently this went down and uh yeah and then then it like cuts you just don't want to go too far try to span too much because those are never good like the biopics that try to get too much info yeah we'll have to save it that for maybe another episode and uh send in your picks for who to play yeah and And then maybe we'll uh we'll make the movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'll be a producer um so i pulled uh i pulled some uh reviews from when this album came out um, contemporary reviews. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just nothing. What? Going. Yeah, go ahead. You're just thinking of like, oh, <laughs> no, then we'll make the movie. Yeah, okay. I was thinking about that. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Act three starts. Uh, <laughs> um, the the first one I pulled was uh, Rolling Stone, um, just because you know, I was like, hey, they're you know one of the especially then the preeminent rock voice of the time. Um, they give it three out of five. And this is kind of um, consistent with most of the reviews I saw that were, it's fine, but they just didn't think anything of it. This is a really short review. Um, So it says, everyone loves a party, so most people love a party band. 
That's why SoCal's Blink-182 have enjoyed a relatively long life in the ephemeral world of punk rock. Interesting that, like, excuse me, they're already, like, old hands, Blink-182. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they really did. Yeah, it was kind of funny because there was a lot of, uh, some of the backlash was like, oh, they're fucking just imposers or whatever. But, like, they've been doing this for a while. They didn't mm-hmm. come out of nowhere. Um, so they, they know how to make being pissed off sound as inviting as the pop of a beer can tab. That's <laughs> a really good line. Yeah, for sure. Uh, bassist, vocalist Mark Hoppus, guitarist, vocalist Tom DeLonge, and drummer Travis Barker have a swell time on their third album, singing about sexual frustration, dumpweed, alienation, the power poppy, all the small things, and the sucky suicidal state of the world, the piano-laced Adam song. The minimalist ratatat rhythms never falter. The guitar boings up and down like a super, a sonic super ball. It's all harmless, but still gnarly enough to ferment the kind of anti-everything rebellion that spawned rock and roll way back in the day. Sometimes feeling good doesn't demand more than a sense of collective ennui or a bouquet of clumsy words, a simple melody. Mm. Blink-22 have the formula down, and for that, if nothing else, more power to them. Wow, that's not a bad review. No, uh, that's actually like really positive. Mm. Yeah, the three out of five. Fuck, <laughs> so, uh, like right, this perfect little blurb. Three out of five. It's interesting. So gentleman six, gentleman six. It's interesting that so that was in you know not, uh, ninety nine or two thousand whatever. Um, years later, and I think this was twenty sixteen. Rolling Stone did a top forty pop punk albums, top fifty pop punk albums. Pop punk album, not just like yeah. Okay, they also did a punk album and placed Enema on that. But oh wow, um, it's on both. Yeah, it's on both, but <laughs> it's it's higher in the pop punk. Um, number one is Dookie, and number two is Enema of the State. Oh wow. So so years later, this is what they they really kind of aggrandized what they said before. <laughs> like the tone of that last one is like, if nothing else, more power to them. <laughs> now now here's you know years later, which I think says a lot about how this album is kind of yeah. just generally seen now. Okay. Now now. Blink-182 offered a new generation all the hooks of teen-geared pop without the smalts. Even rocking white Backstreet Boys-style jumpsuits in the video for a standout, Enema the State single, All the Small Things. Mm -hmm. Enema was the album that defined Blink-182's winning formula. Palm-muted power chords, nasal vocals, earworm choruses, the airtight drumming of then-new recruit Travis Barker, and plenty of adolescent lyricism mixed with adult skepticism goes on but um yeah wow. uh, uh yeah so did did i like the first review more yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah it's like too self like uh almost like parody serious that that second yeah. one uh well here's one that wasn't so positive this is nme um and this is a really old review obviously and clearly the website is kind of like not cared about it it's formatting the formatting's all <laughs> fucked up so i apologize if i if i get this wrong um but Enemy, y'all know it. Uh, I don't know what the score is here. I, I don't think that's carried over. But Enema of the State is a remarkable record. It's loud. It's fast. It has a babe in nurse's uniform on the sleeve. And in Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge, Blink-22 have two vocalists who couldn't kiss their own mothers without sporting Trafalgar Square punk sneers. Oh, Yet know. despite all this, outside of the collective works of Richard Claterman. I don't know who that is. You'd be hard pushed to find a record that rocks less. Oh, wow. Holy, toothless, and soulless. Enema of the State does the imaginable, rendering a brace of guitars and nosebleed drums banal. Not once during its thankfully brief 35 minutes do Blink-182 turn their amps below 11, 
but chances are they couldn't tell you why they were playing so loudly. This is it's like the pitchfork review, right? Jesus. It's not as if the guitars blare and growl because the band themselves are like pissed off about anything. The lyrical concerns are decidedly sophomoric, scatological humor, have and have a worryingly misogynistic handle on sexual politics. Indeed, the lack of musical or emotional dynamic present is enough to suggest Blink-182 don't feel much of anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> Blink-182 are essentially the essence of Green Day magnified and distorted to the nth degree. Punk attitude reduced to an insultingly obvious set of recognizable, parentheses, sellable, factor, mm. <laughs> signifying factors. Yet Blink-182 don't even boast the tunes that made Green Day fleetingly forgivable. Instead, <laughs> boasting a slew of instantly forgotten half melodies and flawed hooks. Instantly forgotten. Mm-hmm. Instantly. Instantly. That's why we're talking about it 20 years later. I found Richard Claterman. He's a French pianist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's just... Okay, I got to read the end of this because oh, yeah, yeah. it really brings it all home. Okay, cool. This is good. Blink-182 take the sound and fury of a once, question mark, vital music, draining it of its drama, its passion, its life, for it, life force, and desecrate it, turning it into some pantomime's caricature of itself, some empty kabuki dumb show. They're bad. As, me- <laughs> <laughs> as meaningless as the cock rockers and hippie wankers punk originally sought to destroy. Did I say remarkable? I meant to say despicable. My God. It sounded like it started off like positive and just got crazy. <laughs> it's pretty, it's like almost like he like realized he hated it like toward like I halfway think that, through. Yeah, I think this guy needs to not review music. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean... I'm wondering what else he liked, what that guy likes. Probably Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was intense. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted when I asked you if you found any old reviews. <laughs> <laughs> that, man, it's bad. <laughs> Did I say remarkable? I meant to say despicable. <laughs> End. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Well, so... Yeah, uh, clearly opinion rode the gamut. Um, there was definitely a lot of people who were like, this isn't fucking punk rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, it's awesome music. And I think that it's, you know, it's it has stood the test of time. Yeah, I for think. sure. It's 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 almost like hard to talk about. Like, it's just it such is. a... It is, yeah. It's like just jerking off about it, you know. Yeah.